Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. I am here with my host, Kawashika. And Karen. <laughs> Y'all. I've been really trying to work with her intro. <laughs> I have been too. Can you help me, please? <laughs> can you? Okay, listen, we're going to do this again. All right, so Kawasika, you open up now. Let me see what you got. Kawasika. <laughs> hey, guys. Okay, go ahead, Kawasika. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. All right, ready? Here go we go. Ahead, no, no, you go. I'm, I want y'all to open up. Let's go. Let's get it. Come on. You can do it. Thank you guys for joining the Can We Talk show. We are with my co-host. Hey, it's Karen. <laughs> and what's up, y'all? It's Shannon. What's going on? Okay, Karen, we got to work on it. We got to work on it. I know, I know. You got to work on it. All right, so what's up, ladies? What you guys got going on? Oh, God. You what sound like we have going. <laughs> what do we have going on? Hmm. so many things going on. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. <laughs> okay, you know, it was another shooting, you know? I right. I'm just like, oh my God. And then they showed today how it started out nonviolent. You know, they were talking and all of a sudden it ended up escalating. I'm just like, my God. I just, that baby, that man had four kids. Mm. So was this the, yeah, so was this the young man in Atlanta? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, it's so sad. So it was like, I don't have, like, they don't care. Like, we're going to continue to do whatever we want to do. It's a statement to me. It's a statement. Yeah. I was just like, you know, why do we have to shoot to kill? Why not right. shoot to injure, you know? And, you know, I went to, my husband wanted me to go and practice the gun at the gun range. And the guy behind the counter, he was like, you know, if you're going to get a gun, you have to have the mindset that you're going to shoot to kill. And I was like, oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. I, I won't get a gun because I, I, I'd be like, that's somebody's baby. You know, <laughs> I just can't do it. Okay. Yeah, the instinct should come in, though. Like, it should be taught or you trained. Like, you got, you know, you, it's maybe it's one, two, three, or maybe it's on two. Not just, bam, on one, you know. But an instinct yeah. should just come in your mindset. Now, of course, if you're in that in that situation where you gotta shoot, okay. come on out of here. You are trained. So for me, I think they're intimidated about what's going on in today. Oh, so I think that's part of it. Yeah, that's just part of the you know. But at the same time, they're still making a statement. You know. And it's sad to say that, but here, here, here's the thing, guys. Like we, we can't be so emotional because, like, when you watch that stuff, I mean, do you have those emotions? But it's like, don't let it drain you because it will drain you, like literally. 
get yeah. you, you got to get off a of social media type thing. Like, uh, uh-uh, I can't, I can't watch it no more. I can't, cause it's just, yeah. it keeps coming. I mean, it's it's nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, well, uh, is she freeze on us? Yeah, she been freezing. Oh no, 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 no! I just pushed. Oh, no, I just pushed I just saw the heads pose, and I just tried. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm like Oasik. I just I veer away from watching social media. You know, I just pray, um, have a heart to heart with my kids, and just that's it. I just veer from watching social media. I know I've heard people say, and I will only say this: I know heard people say when you don't say nothing, then you're a part of the problem. Which I don't think that's fair. Um, I no, get in my quiet. I, I get in my quiet time with God. Um, That's right. I've learned that silence is strength. Right. And I wrote That's a post true. about it because when a king gets ready to go into battle, and I've watched so many movies like that, right? And even if you just read the Bible. Um, and I told, I was telling my husband, I said, let me tell you something. If Satan would have known God's plan with Jesus, he would have never took him to the cross. Mm. Right. If he would have had a clue what Jesus dying on the cross was going to do, like God didn't show his hand, right? He just, he had a plan in motion and he carried it out, right? So I learned that. I was like, man, God, you didn't show your hand at all. You didn't, you didn't even give a, a clue. Even when, and I'm just saying this, even when Jesus would go up to pray, he didn't even take the disciples with him. He didn't even know their conversation, right? So I'm like, that's me. You don't know my prayer, my conversation with God. Right. So mm-hmm. just because if I'm not voicing doesn't mean I don't care. Me and God got this thing because sometimes God will tell me, don't say nothing. I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, all right. And so my prayer time and my crying out in my prayer time is me doing something. So that's just, you hear a lot of people, and I and at first I, I was getting mad. I was like, well, how, how can you say that? You know, just because you're not praying, you know, not saying nothing. No, God, God is strategic. And right. I'm like, he'll tell me what to say to the kids. He'll tell me, but right. it's just like, mm-mm. I think and that's it, just a part of the body, the body of Christ, how we all have a purpose. And so you have those who are the prayers, the intersections. You have those who are the ones at the feet that are out doing the marching. You have all the different parts to make up the body that that works on this this whole. Mine is in prayer. Mine is mine has, and it's always been like that. I've seen God just maneuver in my quiet time. So you know, and I I I'm just I get quiet. Yeah. I'd be real quiet. And, and and I learned that because even even if my dad being in the military, right? So I learned a lot of things. So even then, they 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 watch, right? Like they don't show hands, they get quiet, they take notes, you know what I'm saying? Even when you watch spy movies, you know, they they got somebody sitting in the corner watching, taking notes, right? And so for me, that's me. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, okay, God, God's like, watch this. Okay, pay attention to this. Okay, yeah. now make sure this is real. Now research this. Ask these kind of questions. That's our conversation. And that's yeah. what I've been doing. And so I'll be like, oh, okay, that wasn't, oh, I see what you was, 
Mm, I see where that came from. And it, that's just, you know. Yeah. So. And, you know, for us, you know, we work on it as far as a community level. You know, our chief of police, he uh, he comes to do town hall meetings and he comes and he goes to the school and he starts to talk to the kids as far as how to act, you know, how to behave or what to do when somebody, uh, when a police officer stops you and just, you know, kind of deal with it at, at the that at the community level and building that relationship. So it's yeah. it's just I, I don't know. It's You're just, right. Everybody have a different role and you know, I'm with Shannon. Like when I seen people saying that no, because I remember when, when uh George Floyd when we, and I actually at first when I seen the video, I really passed it. Then that third day, number three, I watched it. When I finished watching that video, I cried out. I mm. wept. I mm. wept. And I couldn't stop. And guess what? God had me praying for the officer. I know mm. that's hard to believe. But I wept. Not no just crying. It was a weeping. A weeping. Yeah. So we're not silent. Trust and believe that. And we have a voice. Trust and believe that. You know, and so it's just different roles. Like, like even my son, like in Colorado, oh, they did a protest out there and it was a peaceful, but he spoke. He was, the, you know, he, he spoke loud and clear and it was just so amazing. So everybody do have a different role. And us being role. moms, yeah, us being moms and we have black uh, sons, you know. Of course, we we're we're praying on a whole different level. Oh, I'm yeah. up, a You're whole right. Different but, level. But Kawasaka, the the thing about it is this: our we always be praying because we understand oh, spiritual. Yes. It don't even have to be this situation. Our sons, right. our daughters deal with so much, especially being athletes. You got women yes. you're dealing with. She, you know what I'm saying? You, you, they, they come across so much stuff. Right. They got drugs. They come across. So we're always praying it's not just mm -hmm. on this it's it's oh, yeah. a prayer of protection across the board period right like they i'm telling you they get out there the drinking the driving the women the they being exposed to the drug life the fast life we're constantly covering them from That's day right. one you period. right about it so it's already in our belly it's already in us it's because it's already just, in us yeah, that's just like you know what, yeah. and even dot me, even my daughter, I have to cover her on another way. Yeah. She's ready to go off to college, so I'm like, okay, Lord, I you know, so it's just a constant. We're always praying. Period. Yeah, mm -hmm. the life of a mom. Yeah, they, they right, and then here's the thing, Shannon. They don't really want to hear us. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, really don't. They won't, don't don't give me speaking. So in God has this. to put us in a place. Yes, that's he right. Has to put us in a place because we're strong. And we're bold and, and literally we can come out, you know, another way. We have that authority. But when it's time, when he say speak, speak those things that are not, when he say decree a thing, it, it's, the atmosphere. So it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to yeah, happen. So it sure trust is. what we do, what we might not do it public, publicly, but we're doing it in private. Trust we're and believe spirit. that. Listen, Ooh. let me tell you something. Get all to the atmosphere. Okay, don't get me yes. started because I was up this morning. I said, yes. I was on my face. I said, oh, and that mm, don't get me started. Right. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. so I, 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 like I said, I, I don't. For all those who say 
you don't say nothing. I just that you don't know what's private. One thing God told me one day that changed my life forever. He said, because I was very gullible. Anybody who said God, I just thought they were saved, sanctified, That's right. with the Holy Ghost. I get excited. Oof. I'm like, well, Pastor so and so said, and 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 Deacon, and and you know, I was just, I took everything for granted. I took them right. at their word, right? Nice. Yeah. So when I start seeing stuff, I said, and one day God said to me, He said, "You do not know what people say." and do to me behind closed doors. Ooh. And I said, whoa. We talked about that last week. Everybody saying that God is not my life. Yeah. He said, you, just because they say God in front of your face, he yeah. said, you do not know what they say to me and what they do to me behind closed doors. That, and I and that's uh, scary. That's scary. It's, it's a difference if you're messing up Let's let's kind of put that on on the platform. If you're messing up and you're like, Lord, okay, help me in this area, but then you got those that I don't care. But and then so I'm still I, saying, God, I don't care what I'm gonna do. What I want to do, da, 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 da. you know, it's a difference. It's a it's big a difference. difference. So yeah, but I said it's that last week, or two weeks ago. People, are, there's a lot of people saying God, but they don't believe in Jesus. And, that's right. And so that's why you got to discern, and you're right. You yeah, discern and know. It's, it's a personal God relationship, so you don't know my right. relationship. So anyway, right. So we can ready to move on. But yes, everybody, Chris made it to Dallas, Texas. Chris is there in Dallas. Yes, Jordan went to pick him up at the airport. So that's good. He is coming here. I'm super excited. So tomorrow they all getting ready to hit training, and so yeah, that's good. Oh, that's just in that, that's somebody else eating, right? <laughs> well, you know, God will supply. I'm playing. I I love it. I love it. You know, it's, Look, it's as long as I know, right? As long yeah. as they're doing what they're supposed to do, right. you know, and and staying focused, I don't mind. It's cool, right? You know? Yeah. So yes. anyway, we ha okay. So this show right here, I need to say something, Coach. Lynn, <laughs> I am from Oklahoma. My kids went to Jinx, so I don't understand the DeSoto and the <laughs> Cedar Hill situation. But I do understand the Jinx and the Union and the rival back and forth. So um, I guess I could be on Cedar Hill. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, I well, you could be you could be on wait. there this year. I could be on there just right. for the show because I do have to do the show and I want to keep my job. <laughs> Right, right. Bell line, it's the uh, what is it called? The battle, battle of Bell line. 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 I want to keep my yeah. job, coach, but I'll just kind of give you a, a ha ha. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll be right back after this with Coach Lynn from Cedar Hill High.
a North Texas football coach. Carlos Lynn, the head coach at Cedar Hill High School and his family, have endured an off-the-field battle to save his son's life. Maria Guerrero has their story. Kickoffs. As the minutes pass, it's just first, first possession. Coach Carlos Lynn knows the value of every second. You want to get off to a good start. Time in his household is especially precious. When adversity comes in, into your into your personal space, uh, you learn a, you learn to cherish that time. You learn to. Uh, really embrace every moment and, and, and make everything count. When it comes to his son, Caleb. If, if we looked at it in terms of, of, of Caleb's life, you know, it's just first quarter. You know, uh, it's just been a rough one. In his 13 years of life, Caleb has faced the same diagnosis twice. Being diagnosed at the, at the age of eight and not really knowing what's going on and, and then battling through that, <clears throat> you know, being cancer free for a moment, then it, it, it comes back. Rhabdomyosarcoma, a tumor of the soft tissue and muscle, rare but beatable. Um, I'm just happy to be alive. You know, people go through this stuff. Some people actually die from it. Some people can be affected by it by their life, and I'm just not that one. He has one more one more chemo treatment this week, uh, Thursday and Friday, and. He's done. The lens are moving forward. I told him he's to hurry up and get back to school so he can so he can get him a date for the eighth grade prom. We got to be working on a date now, so very it's very important. Very important. I have so much life ahead of me. No doubt, there's a lot of game left. Indeed, yes, yes. On to the second half of life. We got seven minutes left in the first quarter. In Cedar Hill, Maria Guerrero, NBC5. What a sweet. That date. Caleb loves playing baseball and video games. He hopes to attend LSU after high school. All right. Hey, coach. Hey, hey. hey How coach. are you? Hey, <laughs> welcome to the show. Oh, <laughs> Welcome, um, before, welcome. Before we kind of jump right in, we want to play a game called Would You Rather? Mm -hmm. All right. I need my video camera with my video. Oh, let me give it to you. <sighs> okay. Uh, there it is. All right. All right. I'm going to start off with the first question right here. <laughs> if you could sing. Would you rather sound like Mr. Biggs from Isley Brother or Charlie Wilson? Ooh, man, that old Mr. Biggs, that false said, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Biggs right there. <laughs> I, like, I like Charlie, but I'm going to have to go with Mr. Biggs. <laughs> All right, Karen, you got one? Okay. Now, would you rather be forced to sing along or dance on every song you hear? Probably sing along. <laughs> I'm an adequate dancer, but not 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 enough to dance alone. Okay, okay. My last one. All right, Coach. Would you rather drive a 2020 convertible Camaro or a 1967 convertible Camaro? Ooh. If I get in any Camaro, I don't know if I'd be able to get out. <laughs> to the ground, but I I probably had to go with the with the 2020 version. What? You're not old school. 
Oh, coach, I was on your side with Cedar. I might have to jump over there with with the, the Soto now, coach. Oh, it's a classic though. It's a classic. It's a oh man, that just kind of hurt right there. I got to think about it now. Let me let me have a moment. All right, so um, Karen, I want to let you go ahead and jump right in since this is a this you know. You know, Coach, just- I, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, yeah. I just appreciate you uh, for coming into the lion's den. <laughs> with hey, I, I walked in and, and, and with, with gasoline underwear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the soda you. I got you. I got you Cedar Hill for, for this show. But after that, I, I got to go back because I want to keep my job. <laughs> I appreciate the look. All right. So, um, hey, ha- what's going on? Uh, have you guys started back practicing? What's going on the football field? You know, this week was, uh, you know, the first week that we were allowed to go back after uh, COVID-19. Um, and I must say, it's it's been a blessing. You know, our guys have been chomping at the bits, you know, ready to uh, return and ready to get back to some to some form of, of normalcy. Um, you know, we've, we've had an outstanding week this week of, of, of trying to uh, create an atmosphere to where we can get these guys, you know, back in the football shape and to hopefully, you know, get ready to start a, a good 2020 season. So since it, you know, coming back and since we've been, you know, in for three months, is it going to be more like everybody has the opportunity to compete all over again because you haven't seen them? You Nobody's been lifting weights. I mean, of course, they might have said they've been lifting weights, but now that everybody's back, is it going to be like uh, getting to know the players all over again, or how are you going to assess that? Well, you know, to our surprise, you know, a lot of our guys were in fabulous condition, and I must say, you know, that we were uh, – that was almost, you know, kind of the talk of the week among the coaches were, was, you know, how our guys look, you know, and we were just, man, look at so-and-so, man, he, he, he lost weight, look at so-and-so, he, he looked he look like he's stronger. So, uh, you know, that that's that's kind of been a great, great surprise, you know, having our guys kind of come in ready, ready to go, you know, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot to do, you know, during, during this, you know, coronavirus, you know, quarantine time. So it looked, it looked, you know, just from first looks, it looked like our guys did an outstanding job of trying to commit to to staying in some semblance of shape and being ready when the, when we got the call to go back. And and I must say they were awesome. awesome. So, so now during this during this situation, how did you guys work things out before? I mean, how did you keep? Were you doing like FaceTime um, setups to keep in contact? Were you having them? Were you sending them workout plans and things like of that sort? Yes, ma'am. You know, we we try to utilize every medium uh, that we had to communicate with the guys. Uh, you know, our, our position coaches did an outstanding job of, of maintaining that contact, which we always do year, year round. But it was uh, ultimately, you know, vitally important to do that now during during this uh, quarantine time. And of course, we use uh, Google Hangouts to have our, our our position meetings and our and our team meetings, and just maintain, you know, proper proper communication and anything anything that was that was going on. You know, we kind of uh, 
pass it, pass it through the position coaches and the position coaches, you know, made sure that, that, that each position was well aware of, of what was going on. And that's kind of, that was our mainstream of information just so we could break it up and we didn't have to have huge meetings. We just broke it down into positions and then everyone, every coach was responsible for their positions. So basically a lot of the football coaches we've interviewed and talked to you, everybody's kind of done the same thing when it comes to um, getting the proper, through the proper channels to everybody that, you know, things that need to be done, whether it's through the, like you said, the position coaches or the athletes. Now, during this time, have you noticed like any of your athletes were dealing with, um, I don't want to say depression, but just um, like mental different, how, what's the word, what I want to use? Go ahead, Karen. Just the distance of, yes. you know, not being at school and the fact that, you know, if they were at school, they were accountable to the coaches, you know, they had condition, they had workout, you know, and so since they've been away from that, have you seen anybody struggle, struggle with that. whether they still want to play football? You know, it's just kind of like out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Well, well, Karen, you know, football around here is, you know, is, is pretty, it's pretty big on these kids play. So, uh it was it was more of an excitement it was a more it was more of man i am so 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 happy to be back with my brothers and to be back with my team and to and to, and to see my coaches and to you know get get to you know walk back through those doors uh of, of longhorn stadium and, and get on that turf and, and, and run around again and i think our kids seen it as more as a blessing you know it's this it's a blessing that we that we're able to get back and come back and the good Lord allowed us a, a second chance. So yeah. it was more, it was more of that sentiment than, than, right. than anything else. So, okay. you know, a lot of times we were, um, I saw in the news right. I got media talking about, okay, uh, about the young people didn't take it serious what was going on with COVID-19. So do you kind of like have those conversations with the boys as far as really taking serious as far as wearing their masks when they're out and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. You know, we try to reiterate all all of the uh, the health guidelines that that have been laid out for us. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's you know, teenage boys are hard headed, and and they you know they they you know have you know Superman complex and, and things of that nature. Hopefully, uh, they take heed because you know that over hundred thousand people dying is real, and uh and, and and they must they must you know consider you know, uh, you know, all, all of the risk that's involved. Uh, you know, the thing that we really talk about is that, you know, the, 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 uh, the protection and, 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 and the mandates that have been set, set upon us, it's really, it's, it's really for each other. It's for your teammates, it's for the people that are around you. So it's a selfless act. It, it, it's taking care of the people that are around you. It's taking care of of your teammates it's taking care of your parents and siblings when you go home that you don't bring nothing bring nothing back to them so uh we, we try to uh, uh coast them up on, on being selfless and, and taking taking care of one another by each and every individual doing what they're supposed to do Costa, go ahead yes sir so yeah my question was so during the quarantine, was most of the student athletes was was they working out on their own, or was y'all pushing them? Like, was they self motivated to go out and work out on their own, even though you know they wasn't able to do it with their team? Right. You know, uh, 
it's 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 always you know competition you know you know especially in the you know the the you know in our areas southwest lancaster dunkerville cedar hill you know dunkerville desoto it's always competition on the football field so these guys they they knew and, and we would when we would when we would uh cueing them and letting them know that you know, there's going to be a time when they say it's time to go, and and we pose them with the question: Will you be ready? Will you be ready when they when when the UIL said this is the date that we're going to uh, go back? So we we tried to challenge them in that fact, to whereas they had to be uh, self self motivated. You know, we 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 uh, uh, sent them things. You know, we uh, the UIL had a, a app that called called the Sports U. And they sent some uh, performance course, sent some good workouts on that. We sent, we shared those things. Uh, and a lot of the kids, you know, were still going to their trainers. A lot of kids were still, you know, uh, do, doing doing things that, that that they had already been investing in as well. So it kind of worked out for us, you know. And uh, like I said, the guys came back in, in phenomenal shape. All right, so let's get to the to the to this. Corn, I mean, this distancing, right? So I was at my daughter's basketball practice because I want to understand how this is going to work for football because, see, I need to yell. I don't want no mask on, coach. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you because you can't hear me with a mask on. I need to scream. I need you to hear my voice. So we was at my daughter's practice, and we walked in, and they take your temperature. And so they were out on the court practicing because they just went back. So I'm sitting on the bench, and there's an X, and then there's six feet. There's another X, right? And then there's six, and then there's another X. So I'm sitting there looking at the bench like I didn't understand it because then on the court, everybody is touching each other. The girls are sweating. The coaches is, you know, how you practice it up on them. And I'm looking at the bench. I'm like, how is this going to work for football? You know what I'm saying? When you get ready to go back, you need your crowd, right? Like it's the crowd, especially Karen. Karen got to be. <laughs> She got to be in the building, y'all, right? Like, see? <laughs> so how is that going to work if you're like it's every other, you know, every, what, four or five seats? How is that? I don't understand that. How is that going to work for y'all? You know, Shannon, that's that's a that's a great question. And I'm glad I'm not the one that's going to have to try to figure it out. You know, I got the, I got the support. <laughs> you know, we'll be, we'll be trying to get these guys ready, ready to go and ready to play. But you're so right that. You know, uh, you know, in Texas high school football, you know, the, the fans, the bands, the drill team, the cheerleaders, you know, all, all of those, you know, people like the football game, but there, there are other parts of it as well that, right. that make it go. So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to look like, what that's going to look like and how that's going to be, you know, mandated, who's going to hold those those people accountable to do that. Because I know our fans, you know, they're going to, you know, they, they, they like to get bunched up in there. Uh, you know, ho hopefully we'll be in a safer place in August, September, October, November than we are now. Uh, but who knows? Who knows how that what that's going to look like? So I mean, can you imagine your boy making a touchdown? Ain't nobody there cheering. You know how they got to do that. Whoa. And ain't nobody there. You just make the touchdown. You're kind of looking around like, oh, yeah. here? like <laughs> are, you, are you playing basketball? You drop the three. And you know how if you drop the three, everybody go crazy, and you kind of looking around like, um, anybody yeah. yell for me? Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I can't wear the mask. I gotta yell. Yeah. I, I I gotta say something. That mask on, you can't hear me. You know, so that'll be interesting how they do that. Go ahead, Karen. It, it's very, it's gonna be very interesting. So, Coach, now I know how Desoto is 
building a program. Give me an insight of the program that you are building over there at Cedar Hill. Wait, wait, coach. Don't tell her. You know, coach. don't tell her, coach. Don't tell her. No. They're gonna go back and tell the solo coach. I got your back. <laughs> no, no. I'm playing. <laughs> You know, you, you know, you know, coaches, coaches are the greatest uh, stealers in the world. So there's, there's nothing that I'm that I'm probably going to say that's uh, revolutionary or earthly. So you know, uh, to each his own. They, 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 they have it. <laughs> so, Go ahead. But what we what we're trying to do at Cedar Hill, and, and what we've always always tried to do. Was 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 to was to lead and guide our young men to having a championship mentality and mindset, you know, for the for the rest of their lives. Not just not just for not just for football, not just for not just for Friday night. Uh, you know, we we want these guys to be champions no matter what. We want them to be champion husbands. We want them to be champion fathers. We want them to be champion citizens. And that's and that's and that's the goal. Of, uh, of of education uh, with athletics, you know, we don't believe that uh, that football, or we don't believe that you know things that are that the, the, those UIL things are extracurricular. You know, we believe that they are uh, co-curricular. They go right along with the educational process and the educational piece, and and we utilize uh, everyday life situations through the game of football. To try to make these uh, young men to, to to be better, you know, and we use every aspect of, of of what we do and translate it to real life situations. And hopefully, when when they're when they're uh, finished with us and they leave Cedar Hill and they graduate and they go out into this world, that they will have uh, seen success. They would have known what hard work is about, and they will understand that they have a responsibility. Uh, not only to themselves and to their families, but but to the community communities in which they reside. So it's it's big picture for us. It's big picture. Uh, make making sure that our young men are doing doing the right things at all times. And you know, for for teenage boys, that's hard to do. So that's why they have us. That's why they have coaches. And that's why they have people in their lives to try to mentor them and to try to steer them in in the right direction. Wow, that's good. okay. So with that being said, as, as far as um, building in, have you guys as coaches ever really had the heart to heart with your team as um, a plan B? Other words is, you know, the reality is, and I know sometimes you don't want to have this conversation, but it has to be had. You know, everybody doesn't make the 1%. Um, but there's other things that you can do or or encourage them to get that degree and and always have a backup plan of just in case because the injury can take you out. Um, again, everybody doesn't make the one percent. Is this something or is this kind of conversation you guys have with your um, young men? Absolutely. You know, Shannon. You know, as as you say that, you know, that's our plan A. You know, we don't have we don't have a plan B. You know, you know, football is 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 a privilege, not a right. Whether okay. you whether you whether you're playing you know in high school or whether you're playing in, in 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 college, you know when you go to the next level, the goal is to get that paper. The goal is to to walk across that stage, and you know in four to five years, however long it takes, I don't care if it takes six or seven years. The goal is to get across that stage, and uh, that that's what's going to 
enhance your 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 quality of life as a person. That's what's going to take your family, you know, to the to the next level. So we we you know we 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 always preach edu education beats poverty. You know, if you if, if you want to if you want to uh, pull yourself out of a, out of a situation, then you have to educate yourself. You have to make sure that you give yourself the tools to uh to make sure that you maintain a level of life that whatever it is that you want to want to have for yourself is going to determine it's going to be determined by how much education uh, you have and, and what you put into it. So uh, when we go in with with a, with a plan A, my plan A is if we step on a college campus, we graduate from that college campus. Yeah, I like that. That's very good. Now, you know, how does that carry over? Because <laughs> I good. know you as a coach, I know you probably have, what, two or 300 kids in your program. I know you get a mama or daddy talking about playing time. And so we, we started our, uh, when we started going live, that was the first thing that we started talking about was bench warmers and talking about, you know, your kid being playing on the bench, you know, how that can turn around to motivate the player to, you know, to compete. Now, how do you deal, how do we get that message over to the parent as far as education? That's the first thing uh, that you guys are trying to mentor uh, these men to be men, the next level in life. And it's not all about football, but it is. I mean, I may not have worded that question right. Shannon, you can help me with that. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand what you're trying to say. You know, uh, Football has always been a competitive sport and you can only play 11 at a time. And, you know, that's why we have uh, off season. And that's why we have, you know, we have our boot camp phase. That's why we have our spring football phase. And that's why we have our summer workout phase. And, you know, we got all these, we have all these different phases to help try to evaluate and help try to, uh, condition our kids to be the best that we can be. Now, the standard at the standard at Cedar Hill, you know, we, we, we have three spots on that water towel that says state championships in football. So the standard in Cedar Hill is to try to win a state championship every year. Now, uh, if, if a young man, you know, falls short of, 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 of that standard as far as being, being a starter or, or a contributor, then, you know, we have to, we have to sell them, on being, uh, on, on, on being a part of a team. And, you know, <clears throat> I was fortunate to play on a state championship team in, in high school, way back in, in the 1900s, 19, 1990, <laughs> you know, when, when <laughs> team. And, and I tell the story that it, did, it didn't matter if you started or if, if, if you played or not, it was a little, it was a little lady, a little white lady from the UIL she she went around there and she gave everybody a gold medal around her neck, whether you played or not. So we have to understand that, you know, sometimes sometimes your role is different on a team. Sometimes you you know you're a part of that practice squad that helps that first and get us. If we don't have that, if we don't have those players, then it's going to be hard for the guys that that actually play on Friday night to to get a to get a look. Um, you know, football is the ultimate, it's an ultimate team sport, and there's not a whole lot of room for uh, selfishness. Um, so you have to be honest with yourself, and you have to be honest with uh, 
with your team if you don't if you don't meet the standard of where of where you are. You know, uh, sometimes that that's hard for a young man to swallow. Sometimes that's hard for 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 a parent to swallow. Uh, but we try to have our evaluation tools in place so that we can let them know, hey, you know, this is where you, this is where your son stands. And sometimes they don't like it, and uh, but you know that's 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 a part of it. You know, and I always talk about this. Like I said earlier, we want to relate relate real world things, even in football. You know, sometimes you don't like your status on your job, or, or you don't like your raise, or you don't like you don't like where you are. You know, how you how are you going to deal with that when when your right. when your supervisors tell you things that you really don't want to hear? So that's 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 a part of that training as well. So I, I hope I answered your question. You did. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, awesome. Like you said. If you know, if your boss, if your boss overlook you for the position, you know, what are you gonna do? Quit? You know right. what I'm saying? And and I mean, there's there's things to that, but you're trying to teach them again, real world real world techniques through sports. Right. Believe it or not, it is. We talk about right. it all the time. Everything is, you know, competition. Whether you're on corporate America, you're competing right. for the position. You know. Um, Showing up, That's being right. at practice on time, do, being a right. team leader. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you don't get the position, if you don't get starter, are you still going to be a team player? Because they don't understand. That's it. Coaches watch all of it, right? So it's not just this part. It's like, okay. I, and sometimes I believe coaches will do it intentionally just to see how that person is going to react. And so it's like, okay, I sat him on the bench, but he didn't complain. He still showed right. up. He still did this. I can count on him. And then they pull you in. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 for the bench warmers. Other words, <laughs> if you put my child on the bench, then it then they gotta figure out how to get off. I'm right. I'm not gonna go to a coach and be like, why you pop my child on the bench? You need to go to your child and ask them what did they do to get on the bench. Yeah. Right, right. So, and then uh, when we talked about that, yes, when we talked about the bench warmers, remember, and Coach Lynn, you can um confess to this uh conduct conversation character what is your character what's your conduct what's your conversation right. it all plays on the football field as well what are you doing when nobody's not watching you know how's your character you know when no one's not looking you know your conduct you're losing you know in your conversation so yeah so yeah that's yeah. a nugget right there it it, yeah. it it plays on the football field as well in real life Right, because you know, sometimes you know what it does. It don't even have to be something they did on the field. It could have been a phone call. The teacher called, "Hey, so and so is acting up in class today." It's it don't right. even have to be that they didn't play. It could have been they they was acting out in class, and coach was like, "All right, you're gonna get benched because you you that's you you making us look bad." You know what I'm saying? So you know, all right, coach. Now listen, I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> all right. What is the nicest thing you've said to a ref? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I mean, you, 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 you know, I'm not hard on officials. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm really not. You know, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't badger officials. You know. You know. I, I ask. I ask questions. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm more. I'm. I'm. You know. I, I. I attract more. More flies with honey. Okay. So I, I use I, I use the I use a different I use a different approach. I'm not the IRA coach. I'm not the uh I'm 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 just not that I'm just not that guy. I you know I don't I don't like a uh, wasted emotion, you know, because you know a, a lot of times talking to officials just like 
you know, talking to this wall in my office, you know, you, you, you're not going to get anything from it. So you may as well try to uh, South shore them and, and, and hopefully down the line that'll carry some favor al along the way. So, you know, I, I've what? never, what? Yeah. Oh, man. Not, so, man. Is it a good call? Wait, wait, oh, man. Oh, that wasn't the question, Coach Lynn. Now you done danced around the question, <laughs> Coach Lynn. I said, what is the nicest? Huh? What's the nicest thing you said to a ref? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We get the coaches uh, all the time with this one. They just like one coach said, "Uh, oh, good game." Right. The other one coach yeah. said, "Was your what did he say? Was your ride over here nice? Did you have a nice ride over here?" I know it. I know it. I know how how was that? How was that ice cold water we gave you in the locker room? <laughs> it, it gets the coaches every time we ask this question. They had to think about it and dance around the question. I said, like, "That's not what I said." What's the nicest thing you said to them? And they all yeah. it's funny. When we have <laughs> a bet line this year, and if I see some calls, I say I'm gonna say he's been he's been over there talking nice to them referee. That's why they giving him the good calls. Right. I'm I'm gonna tell them throw them flags on Coach Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So since we got on the bat, the battle of the belt line, right? Okay, tell us how did that name come about? Because, like in in Tulsa, it's Jinx and Union. It's called the uh, backyard. Oh, I forgot. Okay, Jinx, don't get me. But the backyard something, right? You guys are the Battle of the Belt Line. How did you guys come up with that name? Well, you know, uh, Cedar Hill and DeSoto is is probably about uh, six miles six miles apart, uh, and it's one stretch, one stretch. Of, of street that separate us and that's that's belt line um and you know for years for years cedar hill um and this was this is before before the state championships you know uh, cedar hill was you know almost like the you know the little the little stepbrother you know to to DeSoto, and you know we we never could never could beat them and then you know the, the, the ties kind of changed there around in the, you know in in the early 2000s and it just kind of exploded into something that was, you know, kind of big, big, bigger than life. And you know, it does. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, girls basketball, if it's at a track meet, anytime City Hill and and DeSoto is uh, facing off, it is it is monumental. And 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 the football game is, uh, you you just you just have you just have to be there. You know, the last couple ones it's been crazy because it's been raining. Yeah. And yeah, it was I mean it was blistering cold, but boy I tell you that you you I mean no one left, no one you know uh, turned away from the game. It was it was it was so fun you know to be a part. So uh, it's 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 a big deal, and we look forward to it every year. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give you your surprise. Go ahead and roll that uh, tape over there. And give you your surprise. Right. <clears throat> I'm at the Three. Go ahead, Brian. Hit it. Yeah. I love you, a battle of Beltline win earns not only bragging rights, but a District of Doom championship. We just came out of playing Longhorn football. We wanted to make sure that there was no confusion about who was, who was the district champions of, of, of 7 6 eight. We've been talking about it all week. Our goal was to be 
unanimous, undefeated, and still undisputed. Unblemished through district play and on an eight-game win streak, the red and white enter the playoffs red hot. Our kids put it through. We're excited about it. It's, a, it's an honor, and uh, we look forward to representing the district in the playoffs. The district playoffs stay. We just we finished the deed. Now we got to get in this playoffs and go hard. This year, I promise you, we will not lose first round. We will make it past first round. In his third season, building a culture at Cedar Hill, head coach Carlos Lynn has faith in the troops he leads into the postseason. We're gonna give out before we give up. We got some. We got some great kids. Do a do a, a spectacular job of trying to do what we're coaching to do. Uh, we, we try to be poised. Try to be confident. Try to be disciplined. And they do it. They do a good job of, of, of representing the brand of football that, that Cedar Hill likes to represent. Nick Walters, the old coach. So I can hear y'all bragging rights. Go ahead and brag on the Cedar Hill. There you go. I bag you. Oh, Lord. Y'all need us. You got it. <laughs> well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen, so you know, you do you remember what, what you coach at 2017? No, 2016. Was you the coach? Coach, uh, I, I, no, I, I got a job in, in 17. I got okay. a job in 17. Okay, because you know, we went all the way, right? <laughs> yes, the mm -hmm. son went all the way. That was my, my son last year, honey. Mm. He graduated in 2017, but baby, we came through that thing. They did that, and it was our first state. So you know, I got you know, I got to, I got to, you know, I might, we might have some Cedar Hill fans. Are we going to have a battle of the bell line on the show we, right we now? <laughs> oh, listen, listen, you know, I have to. I told you, I, you know, we be quiet, but it's some stuff I gotta say. So, but no, it, it was man when we, like you said, the battle uh, of bell line. Awesome. I mean, I even remember twenty. She's breaking up. Y'all beat us. And she going. Y'all beat us. Y'all beat us. Y'all beat us. But baby, without my son ran that hundred yard on y'all. Oh. I'll be on that new Yes, honey. I'm sorry, Coach. See the here. I I I that's the mama talk. I haven't been to a game, but I'm Okay, we got look, look the screen is split, so we got battle of the belt line right here on Kennedy Sports, right? Okay, no, so. I'm giving them the bragging rights because they beat us, and so they get to they get to brag all year until we play them in November. So I'm I'm letting him have yeah. his, his his time. All right, so, now. yeah. Um, I kind of we, we um, <laughs> right. almost time for the show to end, but I want us I want us to kind of go back on the video coach because I know we've talked about the you know your coaching the young men and and everything, but your strength really comes from your fight for your son. I and it's funny because this last video the the video she just showed, I don't know for some reason I kind of saw that, right? Like your strength is really a fight for your son. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, um, you know, no, no parent, you know, ever wants to hear, you know, those words that, that, that your child has cancer. Um, that's, uh, you know, that has all, that has, you know, 
regardless to if it was your 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 mother, your your father, any any loved one, when you when you hear that, you know, your heart just sinks. And um, you know, we we you know we we heard those words twice with our with our son. And um but I tell you, those that 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 fight and that uh that mindset that you have to have, you know, as a parent going through that, it's uh it's it's unprecedented. And and and, and, and it, it makes you different. It makes you it makes you a different a different person. Your lens and, and, and how you look at life, your perspective, uh, it, it it totally changes. And uh, and 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 our son, you know, who um, you know he was 13 in that in that video. You know, he turned 16 on this Tuesday. Uh, is just been a a a a monument of strength and faith and grit and and everything that 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 that. That you know that you will a father will want to see in this in his son, and uh, he has definitely uh, provided myself and my wife, uh, you know, so much so much joy in how he has fought and how he has, uh, you know, just proven proven that you know when the eyes are against you that you can win, and uh, and that's uh, that's that's a testament to his faith. That's a testament to him. It's in it, and it was all him, you know. Uh, when when Caleb first got diagnosed, you know, when he was eight years old, you know, Caleb was uh, f- he was phenomenal. You know, he would go through chemo and radiation, and at that time he was going to our church uh, school, Abbott Children's College, and uh, shoot, he would go to he would go to he would go to chemo, he would go to radiation, and I would drop him off at school, and he didn't he didn't miss a beat at eight years old, and you know I wasn't going to tell him any different. But I just, I was, I was floored. I just, I, I knew he was tired. I knew he was beat, but he did not want to miss. He, he just, it was just in him. That drive has just always been in him. He's always been that, that kind of kid. And, you know, he went through 40, the first time he went through 46 weeks of chemo. And wow. it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a test, you know, and, and uh, th- those, those things, they build your character. They build your faith like, like no other. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to uh, put that on my worst enemy to have to have to go through that. But God chose us. He chose our family to uh, mm. go through that, and, and that's just what we did. We went. We went through it, and we came out on the other side. So, man, it's it's it's, it's a blessing. I, you know, he he has a lot to do with with how we operate and how we move, just because we saw him fight for his life, literally. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's good. And, and you you can kind of hear that in your coaching. You know, I know we we've interviewed a lot of coaches, and um, but your your fight is different. And so, like you said, you you saw a strength in him at eight that gave you a fight, even when you talk to your athletes, because it's like nothing is impossible, you know. And if my if my son at the age of eight can fight through this adversary, then that is minor I hear on this field like nothing is impossible so you you can tell your coaching is different than you know majority of coaches because you have a different fight so you have it's 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 you have two fights you have one on the field and then you have another one you go home to so with that has how has the team been rallying around you through this is it, is, do they go, you know, coach, you need a break, you know, you need coach time or how has it been for, you know? 
Well, you know, uh, the, the team and the community and my staff, you know, throughout all this, you know, has been great because, you know, when I first got the job, is that was right at the that right at the time when I first came back to Cedar Hill uh, in 2017. You know, we had just got the news that you know his cancer had came back. So I was in the midst of you know transitioning, you know, being a new head coach and and trying to find my footing there and. And uh, at, at the same time, dealing dealing with him, uh, and I want to say that our administration and our community and, and uh, my staff and, the, and and these boys, uh, this team, uh, uh, truly rallied around us and truly have uh, been there. You know, and uh, in, in every every time of need that, we, that we've had, they've been there every every step of the way. So you know, uh, you know, I my my previous. Coaching stint was at Cedar Hill from you know 1998 to 2008, and I got my first head coaching job in, in 08. And uh, but I, I, I re you know, we never moved from Cedar Hill. We've always been here. We've all, this has always been home. So being home, going through that was was truly was truly special. And uh, you know, we we we're so thankful that we had we had some some great people and some and some great shoulders to lean on during our probably most difficult time. That's good. That's very important. You know, Coach, we uh, we talked to you about the boys having a backup plan, a plan B, and we've had some other coaches, and we asked them this question. What if there was no more sports? What is your backup plan? What would you be doing? What do you like to do other than sports? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a speaker. So I probably, you know, when I when I was in the classroom, I taught I taught public speaking. Uh, so that's that's probably what I would, would, would try to do. Some type of motivational speaking, some type of uh, self self help, uh, you know, trying to be positive, trying to uh, get people to to excel in life. Uh, I think I think I'm a I think I'm a, a coach, even if it wasn't sports, you know, I. You know, I, I try to coach in, in, in every aspect. I'm a, I'm a deacon at our church. So, uh, you know, we, we, we coach. I coach Christian living. I coach, you know, all, all, all kinds of things. So uh, I think, you know, those that will probably be the vein that I would that will probably resonate with me the most is trying to, you know, really be a speaker and really, really try to get get the most and the best out of people. Uh -huh. Well, this has been a great. Yeah, so that's the purpose. Yeah, purpose. This has been a great show. We've had the yeah. battle of Beltline on Can We Talk Sports today. So, Coach, I'm gonna I I'm gonna put you on the spot again. Uh oh, leave. So, since you could not answer me, <laughs> what is the nicest thing you've said to a ref? What is the craziest thing you've said to a ref? I have. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> You know, are, are you out of your mind? Uh, uh, that's that's probably about as far as I, I don't want to lose my deacon card on here. <laughs> that's right. I knew that was that's right, coach. Coach, I yes. was about to say, now look, you know, you just that's said right, you your mind, bleep, 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 bleep. So, yeah, but I knew, right. I, I knew right. you. Right, he didn't want to lose his digging card. All right, so That's we we right. don't cause you to lose your digging card. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> but um, people this, watching. Right, right. But, oh, yeah. Like I asked my kids, I was like, "You be on the, you be on the field cussing." My kid when he was right. in uh, high, junior high, no, <laughs> right into high school. I said, 
Jordan, did you be on the field cussing? Yeah. Mama, they be cussing me out. I said, oh, my God. So then I asked my daughter, right? Because, you know, she a girl. So, I okay, I'll let it slide for the football because I know they be talking trash on the field, right? So mm -hmm. my daughter, I was like, uh, Jaden, she said, yes, Mama. I said, you be on the court cussing? Man, Mama, she be calling me and I be calling her. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh, Lord, my child on the court cussing, y'all. But hey, it's a different world out there now. I know, it is a different world. I tell you what, so it's a different world, and you can't tell, right? You can't tell that they're doing all that talking on the she field. Said, on the because she you can't tell they're doing. Nope. Said, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so they wow. be, you know, I just all I could do was this, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't say a couple of them to the ref myself, so I'm all right. I do it right. Mm -hmm. I, I said nice. Yeah, I said nice. Listen, <laughs> where's your glasses? You can't see. No, I'm playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we still gotta have some football reps on the show. We gotta hear their side, side of the story. We gotta hear their side of the story. So this side is gonna be totally different. I guarantee you. it's gonna be completely different, right? right. So yeah. anyway, right. listen, coach, this has been a great show. Um, we will send mm -hmm. prayers up for your son. Yeah. Um, but yeah, continue to fight. We see the fight. It, it's yeah, right. I can actually see the both sides yeah. of it. And so to be 16 and continuing Ooh. on, God's got a plan and a purpose. Yeah. And his fight is making your family fight and, and bring together, right. you know, see things differently. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a, a powerful story to tell the, through the eyes of the coach. Yeah. So. And let us know when he, uh, so he's past eighth grade. So when, what, what, uh, junior prom or that date or something you were saying, you can't <laughs> wait till you have that eighth grade date. So let us know. So we can all just come and celebrate that. That'd be beautiful. That's an yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining Can We Talk Sports. This has been great. We have had the Battle of the Beltline on the show. I was on yes. Cedar Hill side for all you need to know. But then tomorrow <laughs> I'm going back on DeSoto because I want to keep my job with Karen. <laughs> so anyway, this is your girl, Shannon, and I'm here with my host. Kawashika. And? And I'm Karen and Coach. You are welcome to come back. You are welcome to come back when the season starts. We oh, love no. to you. have yes. you back on the show. Hey, we really gonna have a battle battle because we're gonna have you and the other coach. We're gonna split the screen. <laughs> oh wow. No. Right. I know. Let me not start that, y'all. <laughs> not start nothing. So anyway, all right. So you guys have a great um rest of your Sunday, and we will be back Tuesday. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate Bye -bye. it. Bye.